Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the cast of Drips Blood. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is... Maniac Mike. Good deal. We're here. We're uh, ready to do some reviews. It's been some slow coming for reviews, or for reviews and movies, really. Yep. Um, so we're we're doing some streaming reviews recommendations. We did the same thing on Reasonably Real, where well, for the main reason I wanted to do it for the cast is we did two pretty big episodes, um, in in the month of October, and uh, I thought it was a little time for maybe a bit of a break. This will be a short episode. As we go through what we've been watching and a streaming pick um, on one of the major streaming services that you can watch um, for free. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting uh, getting into that. Um, I'm not 100% sure I'll actually be available for Reasonably Real next week. Um, so I'll keep that updated. I might be too busy to uh, mess with that um, next week. So that's just a warning ahead of time that it would push. Somebody's going to be playing their new Xbox and PS5. That's exactly what it is. I, I really do not. <laughs> I uh, I will be doing that instead. I probably won't be watching many movies anyway. Um, so there's a good likelihood that, that I'll be out the next week, which will push reasonably real back a week. But that'll be okay. It'll give us a little bit of time to catch up and watch some films. And um, by the way, I, I don't blame you one bit. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. I'll be playing that quite a bit. So <laughs> I'd rather rather you know push it back a week and have a really well thought out episode instead of a <laughs> you know half hearted you know effort that I'd probably put in that week. Yeah. But uh, either way, um, what have you been watching, Maniac Mike? Well, um, I haven't been watching too much this week. Uh, like did I, Dave said. Man, movies have dried up really bad, and I understand why. You know, COVID sucks. Everybody hates it. Um, you know, it's it's kind of crappy to see, you know, some of this news out of AMC theater chain uh, that they're losing. You know, they lost a billion dollars just in the last thirty days. That was projected, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I've been concerned for them for a while because yeah. of their business model. They invested that much money into remodeling their theaters right before COVID hit. Yeah. And with the AMC A-list service that they just started offering, they were just starting to hit the threshold of customers subscribed to that, that they would start making profit off of that service in the long run. And then COVID hit, and then they couldn't make money off of that. And everything just turned into this storm because they invested incredible yeah. amounts of money into their infrastructure. And then, then it hit. And yeah, and there's nothing they could have done. I mean, they, they couldn't predict that 
the the coof would turn into what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it's even hitting our area around here. Um, you know, obviously our local AMC theater's closed, but one of our uh, local video stores is actually closing down as well. Yeah. So I I wanted I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it's a uh, very much local to me. And uh, go to hell streaming video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So even though we're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, today's topic is a streaming recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate streaming video. I don't either. And I don't necessarily blame it entirely. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Really, the, at the end of the day, there's just not enough movies yep. uh, coming out, especially big market titles that people are looking to rent and pick up because there's just nothing coming out. Yeah, I, uh, I I talked to the manager there yesterday because I went in there. You know, I, yeah, I know they're going out of business, but they still have one other location in the area. There was two of them within about a, a 10 to 15-mile drive. And the one that's going out of business is unfortunately within walking distance of Dead Eye Dave's place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the other one's pretty close to me. It's not quite walking distance, but it's a, you know, five-minute car ride. Um but I was talking to the manager, and and she straight up said it's it's because of COVID, and uh, it, it's not that they weren't getting customers; it's they weren't getting movies, so customers wasn't renting anything. Uh, their backlog of like classics and everything had shrunk over the years, so they could get in more new titles because that's what everybody was renting. Yeah, uh, that's what they were making their money on. They still had those people that came in to get the classic films, um, but unfortunately that wasn't enough to carry them through these hard times and uh she straight up said that they they just couldn't pay for uh the rent on the building pay the employees and keep the lights on so uh yeah this this the covid outbreak has been detrimental because i've been very much an advocate that these video stores if they're playing it smart cannot go under in the current circumstances we have until COVID came around, because that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, business models don't necessarily work the same uh, whenever you just can't operate, you know, in the capacity you once did. Um, so it sucks. Movie movie places in general, movie fans should be on the watch out, because I think there's going to be a very... Do what you can to support them. I, I know I might have extended my, myself that place by a couple of weeks of it shutting down by just the amount of movies I purchased from there because I, I make it a point to support that business I get some movies normally I wouldn't normally buy sometimes just to keep you know some sort of revenue going um, but you know if you like those places you need to do what you can to support them I'm not saying you should let it all ride on your shoulders or that it's anyone's fault in this case it's just not um, I can't blame anyone because yeah. most of these movies are free on streaming, you know, that are coming out to rent. That's just what they've done to keep the movie production studios afloat. You know, everyone's trying to keep afloat. Um, but, you know, just do what you can to support them because there's an unfortunate likelihood that either they'll have to downsize significantly. Um, and I'm talking future, not, not mm-hmm. just right now. I'm talking future profits or potentially close so support your local video store um if you can because uh this this was a is a wake-up call for sure and and it makes sense unfortunately yep so i went and stocked up on some films yesterday i know dead eye dave's gonna try to head over there today 
Yeah, my work schedule just happens to literally be the yeah. hours that they're open. Um, yeah, like, they kind of shrunk their hours. So. Yes. Yeah, they did. Um, but it's a shame. Uh, you know, I, I think, I know me and you would always go in there Black Friday shopping. Because they yeah. always seem to have some of the best deals on movies. That one was my favorite of the two. Yeah. Uh, honestly, just because of um, the selection. It wasn't quite as large, but oftentimes they hit sales a little bit quicker. Yep. Um, because of their smaller store, they were able to you know rotate stock more. And, and I'll be totally honest, it really did remind me of a classic video store as well. Yeah. They had wood panel walls, a big giant front display window. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was always clean, don't get me wrong, but it was kind of dimly lit. Yeah. And uh, just shelves upon shelves upon shelves of movies. So. Yeah, yeah it, it's sad to see yeah. it go for sure. It, it was literally my favorite place to go. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big, pretty big hurt. So, uh, yeah. uh, All right, oh well. but uh, enough of that. Just if you don't want to see your local movie store die, go support them because mm-hmm. uh, they need it right now. Uh, and I did get uh, word that, that the other one, that the one that's closer to me, that one will remain open. That one is still doing okay. Yeah. But uh, it, it's only a matter of time for it as well. Well, yeah. if, they can, if we can move past the COVID outbreak, it might be okay. But the problem is, in the future, is that production has slowed significantly. If yep. you think there's a drought now, just wait. Um, it's going to get worse. Um, in my opinion, because unless they're starting to release movies that have already came out, the production has halted and then started briefly and then has halted again as outbreaks continue to rise again. Um, I have a feeling it's just going to continue because there's going to be a gap of movies even after this is all finished um, in the time that they weren't able to make movies. So... Yeah, we won't we won't probably see new movies being made at the very earliest until next spring or summer. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, unless COVID just disappears, and let's hope it does. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, on to what I've been watching is uh, not much. Um, I actually spent my week. Uh, trying to go for a uh, a speed run record in a video game so I didn't get to watch too much movies um, and I am close I'm about a minute away from uh, setting the speed run record which doesn't sound like much but for this game uh, it's you and squadron on the Super Nintendo uh, it's a it's a shoot 'em up but it's an auto scroller so it's actually very hard because you don't have control over how fast you go through the level. Mm-hmm. The only thing you have control over is how fast you beat the boss. Um, and there's a lot of menu work in the game that I really need to uh, to get down. And if I can get the menu work down, I've got it. Uh, I, I can already sit down and beat the game with without dying as fast as possible. Um, I, I have a suspicion that I actually did set a legit record on it here about a year ago, but I didn't time myself. I just kind of looked at the clock whenever I sat down and then kind of looked at the clock whenever I got done and I was like, huh, well that was fast. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I'm going to actually try for that. I've, I spent my week doing that. No, that's really and, neat, I think. Uh, I yeah. love that game, too, and, and I know you're really good at it. So that'll be cool. I hope yep. you I hope you get it. I think you can. I appreciate it. Um, I think I can, too, honestly. Uh, it's Everybody has that one game where they have that muscle memory that just takes over. And uh, that that is mine. I, yeah, I can, <laughs> mine I can, is terrible. Do what? Mine is terrible. Um, What's yours? If you remember, I went. I I, I thought I was pretty close to uh, a speed run type thing for Porky's, the Atari game. <laughs> I'm really good at that yeah. game for whatever reason. That you one. You are stupidly good at that game. And a game yeah, called I, I Solar Fox as well yep. uh, on Atari. Uh, 2600 I was really good at too um, but now video games just aren't that way you know uh, there's a gone home speed run community I know uh, which yeah. is interesting but um, a lot of games aren't that way because you know we got these big open worlds and stuff and I kind of miss the speed run idea to a certain degree mm-hmm. um, but you know it's still alive in certain games so that's neat to see yeah, the uh, Soul Series speed runs are absolutely stupid. Ah, what some I, I would, can do. I would cry. There's <laughs> holy smokes. You could, ba- I could barely beat the games um, going through it, and yeah. my freaking rage meter and emotional <laughs> health is never the same after doing it. Um, so I can't even imagine speed running that game. Oh yeah, and they'll, they'll go through and beat the game, and then not even take a hit. For mini boss, gosh, and I'm just like, all right, yep, you you, you lost me, but um, I'm gonna continue working on that speed run for you and Squadron. Um, if you've never heard of the game, go uh, go give it a YouTube look. It does have, yes, it was released in like 1992 or 93 for the Super Nintendo, but it has some amazing music and it is based on a Japanese anime, either called Area 88 or Section 88. I forget which one. Funny enough, um, the game became far more popular in the u.s than the than the anime yeah. did <laughs> yes it did um the uh the anime came out in the late 70s early 80s um and capcom wanted to make a shooter and so capcom of japan just kind of they're like here take this property and do it <laughs> and um which over there it was good but over here it actually sold very very well uh it kind of capitalized on being one of the first shooters on the Super Nintendo. Um, and it has its problems. It has some slowdown that some of the later shooters don't have. Um, but overall, it's really good. The graphics are really good, and the music is amazing. I, I mm-hmm. love the music. Um, yeah, that one was always hard. played when we were when we were kids. Um, yep. I know you'd always be playing that one. That was a favorite of yours, and I, I played it too, but I sucked at it because I was like, four or five and those games are not good for kids uh, yeah. just because they're so hard but um well you know it is what it is so uh and that's all uh, that's what i'm going to be doing so if i'm not watching a lot of movies that's why um and then the the other movie that i'll talk about which i know david's actually going to hit on this today uh was i watched his house on netflix about a uh uh Sudanese couple that uh, takes refuge in I think it's London or somewhere in Britain mm, but, uh, 
Um, and they, I guess, live in a haunted house without spoiling too much. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to talk about the plot of that movie. It is, but I'll get into that movie a little bit, David, whenever you review it for okay. your streaming recommendation. Spoilers for later on in the show. Yeah, that is my streaming recommendation. So, David, what have you been watching? Okay, um, I've went through uh, a couple movies other than His House. I, I watched three movies this week. I definitely went quality um, uh, this week. I started off with Peninsula, which, if you're not familiar, is Train to Busan 2. Yep, that's the Finally, Finally hit um, services to purchase. Um, I'll get you maybe the Amazon details for that and the, and the other movie I'll be talking about because I did purchase both of them. Um, Peninsula, don't compare it to Train to Busan. Um, I think in America calling it Train to Busan Presents Peninsula is a marketing tactic that might backfire for them. Because yeah. this movie is very much not like Train to Busan. I liked it, though, um, a lot, actually. It Think of it in scope of Train to Busan as the Dawn of the Dead to uh, Peninsula is like Land of the Dead uh, to that, where they take a lot... It goes from more of a singular focus with night, dawn, and a little bit of day, although it started expanding it a little bit, um, to this big, grand world where you start to see kind of what the bigger world is made of and uh i compared this movie in my review to this is the fast and furious five uh to what is the first fast and the furious this is where the series takes itself a lot less serious and it becomes mostly an action film hmm. um so it's big it's crazy it's got some great car chase scenes um in this movie this is a big movie you can tell it's a big budget film um for uh, Korea, and uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I think it's fun. The acting's neat. Um, it definitely goes more into that Korean blockbuster uh, type cinema territory where you'd expect it. Lots of CGI. Um, some of it shaky, but most of it pretty good because of the budget they put into it. Um, and overall, there's some crazy stuff in it. I don't want to spoil where this movie goes. What I will say is it's fun. It's good. Just don't expect train to basan there's a moment where they try and make it similar to that one moment in train to basan that everyone who's seen that knows what i'm talking about yeah it doesn't match up to that height because of the more open focus of this uh but it's cool it's got a lot of different you know inspirations but it makes a fun movie out of it i gave it a seven uh definitely awesome. not quite as good as train to basan two or train to basan one but i did enjoy it and i highly recommend it of course, I watched His House. And next up, I watched Possessor. Uh, I've been waiting. I've been refreshing the page to see when this one was coming out. Like, I'm not even kidding. I would Google search it every week to see if it was out on streaming. Um, it's Brandon Cronenberg's new film. Mm -hmm. His first film was Antiviral. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he's, of course, David Cronenberg's son. Um, and while David Cronenberg kind of moved away from horror in the later stages of his life... Uh, Brandon Cronenberg is right in the thick of things. Uh, he is definitely a horror director. Um, Possessor is a horror science fiction meld. Almost heavier on science fiction. Almost. Um, and I don't want to spoil what this movie is about because I had no idea. It's out there. It's on the synopsis. I just don't want to spoil it because it's different than I thought it was going to be. Um, the movie mixes... Um, 
it reminded me almost of an art uh, think maybe like almost upgrade like the tone of that where it's like hmm. right. where it's an action movie with a lot of horror um, but this one's way gorier this one is graphic at times um, it gets nasty there's some body horror of course um, and this is very much art house uh, cinema so it has your typical you know you'll go into these dream sequences that become really ethereal and weird looking uh, you know that kind of thing uh, but it looks great. It works with the style of this movie, and it makes for an incredible film. This is uh, a 10 for me, actually. Mm. Uh, this became my favorite yeah. movie of the year. Um, it lived up to the hype. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with Possessor, and I 100% recommend checking it out, unless you're not <coughs> okay with content. I This movie is unrated, but I have a feeling if in its current state the uncut version which is what's on streaming platforms came out in theaters and was rated it would have been nc-17 it's that graphic um it is very violent it has a decent amount of nudity um in it so i would recommend staying away if you're you know a little bit more easily offended by content um but similar to david cronenberg he was always about pushing boundaries um and this movie does the same and uh, I 100% recommend checking it out. It is a great movie, though. Um, like I said, probably my favorite movie of the year. Cool. Uh, it took me a couple days to come to that conclusion. Like, I thought about it. I'm like, is this better than The Lodge? You know, because those were my... That's my number one right now. That everything's trying to dethrone it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, I think it is. Um, so check out Possessor if you have the chance. Uh, it's worth the purchase, for sure. Um, I can't wait for this to come out on physical. So that's my uh, my review. <laughs> awesome. I, I like uh, you uh, posted a comment to a gal in our, our Facebook group. She was looking for recommendations. And you posted this. And then you put the director, you know, as, as uh, you know, what, Brandon Cronenberg? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you said, in parentheses, yes, the son of that Cronenberg. <laughs> well yeah it, it that for a lot of horror fans is going to be enough to sell this yeah. movie um unfortunately he's going to forever live in that shadow you know i hate to you know compare the two because i think david is or um or brandon cronenberg is very much his own director with very light inspiration from david's work and i think he does his own thing and i think he should yeah. be thought of as a separate director but for horror fans, you know how we are sometimes. You look at the old heads and immediately hearing, okay, one of the, you know, maybe top ten, you know, directors in, in horror cinema, you know, hearing that it's the son of him, you're like, okay, uh, this is what I'm in for. And uh, it's yeah, good. That, that, it's always going to happen, that comparison, just because it is father and son. I would say that this movie is up there with some of the David Cronenberg greats, though. I really think it's that good. Like, this wow. is that Videodrome almost level. It's not quite as good as that. But All I right. really liked it that much. Like, I hate to overhype it. I might be. But this was right up my alley, and it was a great time. Uh, very good. I, I can't recommend it high, highly enough. Uh, right. Possessor's great. I, I wish I would have seen it in theaters. Uh, but it was very limited uh, on its theatrical release earlier in the year. Yeah. 
All right, right on. That, uh, yeah, you did go for quality over quantity this week for sure. Yeah, definitely. Some definitely good stuff. some good stuff. Um, nothing bad I watched uh, this week. Uh, so that'll lead us into our kind of feature review, uh, which I'll let you go ahead and start off with, with yours because I'm, ve- I'm very curious what you think of this movie because uh, I've been wanting to watch it myself. All right. Um, the one that I picked, and there's a lot of people that know this film, um, and it's kind of a cult classic now, uh, and that would be Brad Anderson's 2001 film, Session 9, and this is available on Netflix. And this is uh, part haunted house story, part maybe possession, psychological thriller, and it it's kind of low budget and it feels found footage in some scenes, but not it doesn't have the shaky cam. Whenever you watch it, you'll know what I mean. There's a... Mm-hmm. A lot of shots through windows or like uh, mesh grating and stuff like that because the setup of this is a asbestos cleaning crew is heading into an abandoned hospital to repurpose it for a city. And as the story unfolds, uh, one of the cleaning crew members uh, finds these uh, mental evaluation sessions in an old box in a, in a room downstairs and he starts listening to him and it turns out that it was a uh, a, a girl with multiple personality syndrome okay um, and that's kind of as far as I'll go with the plot um, because there there is a lot of moving pieces and kind of both plots that are going on really tie in together in the end pretty good okay Definitely good. Glad to hear it. And the, the the best thing about this movie is a the setting. They're actually in an old abandoned hospital. Uh, I don't know how I they that. didn't. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't actually get asbestos. I'll be <laughs> totally honest. Um, so it's it's claustrophobic when it needs to be claustrophobic. Uh, it's dirty and grimy when it needs to be dirty and grimy. Um, because it it's a real abandoned hospital. Um. The acting is good, and for being kind of low budget, and you can tell it's kind of low budget, um, it's got some names in it. Uh, Paul Gullifoyle, if you've ever seen seen, uh, CSI Las Vegas, I mean, he's been a long-time actor on that, Um, you know, and been in a lot of stuff, Air Force One. He's a a character actor. Um, And then David Caruso, you know, who was in... uh, Rambo, King of New York, Twins, Hudson Hawk, uh, and he's actually been on CSI Miami. So mm. uh, okay, yeah. And then uh, Josh Lucas is one of them that you probably won't recognize in the film. Uh, I recognize him because he actually plays in one of my more well-liked uh, romantic comedies. And that's Sweet Home Alabama. But um, in this movie, you won't recognize him. Uh, He's got kind of longer curly hair. He's got a handlebar mustache. So, um, but the setting is great. And then the interaction of the characters, this cleaning crew, you can tell that these are guys that have worked together for a long time. 
they kind of give each other crap. They know we, what each other's thinking. They're in tune with each other. Um, kind of like, you know, friends and co-workers get after years and years of working with each other. You know, they know each other's wives. They know each other's kids. Um, and so the banter between them feels very, very real. Um, so coupled with the setting being a real abandoned hospital and the the acting feeling so uh lifelike this really really does put you in uh the the film and i give the film an eight out of ten and i say it's a must watch um especially because sometimes this movie goes in and out of vogue so it's kind of hard to watch mm -hmm. for a few years and then it'll come back and so uh it's on netflix right now Go check it out. It's well worth a watch, especially to horror fans. Um, and, and a lot of horror fans have seen this film um, and do find this to be a cult classic. But then I, I personally didn't watch it till about eight or nine months ago. Um, and I didn't watch it on Netflix because it wasn't on Netflix at the time. Um, I found another way to watch it. But then, you know, for this for this episode, I was like, all right, so I was going through streaming services, and I found Session 9 was on Netflix, so I was like, perfect, I need to get the word out for that movie. Um, so it, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's on Netflix, so most everybody has that, so it's free. Um, and there is a little bit of blood and violence, stuff like that, um, but I would say this one's kind of safe for a, a lot, a lot of people, so... Uh, 8 out of 10, and I say it uh, it's a must-see, especially for horror fans. Good deal. Yeah, I've been, I have a DVD copy of this, and I've, I've been, um, it's not one you see very often. Uh, I've been looking for a DVD copy for a long time. I, I, I got one, luckily, at, um, at V-Stock, and um, so I, I will check this one out for sure, um, yep. but it's also, of course, on, on streaming. Uh, good thing it's on Netflix. That that's good. I'm glad people are able to see it. I haven't seen it myself, but I've I've actually this is actually a couple people I know and trust like some of their favorite movies like up there. Mm -hmm. And um, you know that'll be pretty interesting. It's to, kind of a hidden secret. It really is. I'm excited for it for sure. Um, I love the setting idea too. Yeah. Um, speaking of settings, I really like uh, my. Streaming recommendation is a movie called His House. As you said um, uh, pretty well in your in your introduction of this film earlier, um, it is a uh, couple of refu uh, refugees from Sudan um, who come to uh, London um, to get you know away from the war torn area. Uh, a lot of things were going on, and um, basically they're kind of in a situation where they're they're not treated the best um, as yeah. they enter the country as refugees and are but are given a, a house um, to live at and um, pretty strict rules and the house is big but kind of gnarly uh, <laughs> um, it's a gnarly house and um, which is interesting because the setting of this movie um, correct me if I'm wrong it reminded me a little bit of relic and that kind of really running down house um yep, I agree. with that nasty kind of mossy moldy um appearance 
And uh, another movie it reminded me of here recently is The Girl on the Third Floor, um, which had CM Punk in the lead role, which is also a great movie. Um, I really liked it too. I would say this is better than both of those, um, which is saying quite a bit. I actually liked both of those movies a lot. Um, as this is one of those kind of story-driven horror films. It's got a lot of creepiness, um, a lot more than I thought even. Like there's some stuff I could see being pretty well liked in the horror community uh, for some time. Uh, My wife watched 20 minutes of this and she jumped a couple times. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it really is creepy. There's a lot of really good scares. They build up the atmosphere very well. Uh, but the main thing about this is the two uh, main performances, who are both fantastic. Um, the lady I recognized from, uh, she was one of the lead roles in uh, the excellent Lovecraft Country, which, speaking of which, ended recently and was a fantastic show. Uh, highly recommend that. And um, uh, the lead role I didn't recognize, but I'm sure he's been in some films here recently. But this was a directorial debut, which is pretty incredible. This is a very confidently directed movie um, that feels like he made exactly what he wanted to. I've seen some different you know, opinions on this movie. Um, so I'm, you know, interested in that, but man, I loved it. Uh, I give it a nine out of 10. I think it's great horror, great performances. And the story as it wraps around is truly tragic and very interesting. And, uh, I highly recommend it. Yep. Uh, th this one gets a recommend from me as well. I think I gave this a, a seven or an eight out of 10. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It, uh, I, it, it's one of those almost one setting type films. Yeah. Uh, but it does so much with the setting. Um, and, and it's almost a character in itself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I like this movie a lot, and I, I recommend it as well, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, both these movies are on Netflix, which are, you know, most people have. Um, debates could be made whether they should have them. Uh, but these these movies are both really good. Um, yeah. 100% recommend His House. Uh, very surprised. Very surprising movie. I, I didn't know what it was um, until I started seeing a ton of reviews coming out about this thing. And I'm like, uh, Netflix original horror film. I should have learned from Vampires vs. the Bronx that they're actually putting some money into some good horror films in October. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. And then, and then uh, Say Steve put out a review. And when he gives... A horror film a nine out of ten and says you have to see this i'm like yep all right i have to uh, that's that's what made me that's what made my alarm bells go off i'm like really because then you know it's either a very very tame and it actually is it, to be fair it is it, a very it, clean movie it's it, scary it is. but it, it's tame on the content yeah um i i do think it has some gross parts in it though there's oh yeah there's a there's a scene towards the end that you see what's happening and I'll yeah, just this, say something is going inside of something else. Yeah, this stretches that PG-13 rating pretty oh, yeah. far. Um, but it is PG-13. It managed yep. it. Um, or TV-14 or whatever crop, you know, TV show rating system they have. But yeah, it, it, it is tame. So it is a safe movie. And I, I do think mainstream fans, for the most part, are going to like this movie. There's enough scares and I think there's a great story uh, great story here um, with some great 
performances, and it's hard not to like these these characters. They're very very likable, um, and uh, they both put on great but very different performances mm-hmm. of um, you know kind of different ways to react to this situation. Uh, so highly recommend his house. Yep, and, agreed. Uh, that's really it for me. Um, so looking forward to some football later today. Um, as you said, looking forward to the new consoles coming out uh, here soon. I've got uh, both of them pre-ordered, so I'll be playing some video games quite a bit. I've been playing a ton of Watch Dogs Legion. So while you've been playing UN Squadron, I've been playing quite a bit of that and quite a bit of World of Warcraft still. <laughs> um, and, I, and I've gotten back into uh, Overwatch. I put that on the computer. Oh, okay. Um, been playing that because I'd, I'd heard for so so long that the community is quite a bit better on PC, yes. um, and the game just is has a lot bigger, you know, following on on PC. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. It's been a good time playing it on there. It, the controls are better on a keyboard and mouse for that game because there's so many different abilities. Yep. I'll, I still stand by the. I would much rather play a console, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, and, and a and a controller. I just would. Um, on like Call of Duty, screw keyboard and mouse. It's more accurate, but I think it gives everybody a more even playing field um, on consoles. But that's just the old school in me. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was it's it's fun too. Uh, quite a bit of changes. I was surprised. There was a Halloween event, so of course I had to play it, and of course they suckered me into buying some loot boxes because they were pumpkins. So of course I bought some. Yeah, I'm a sucker for every Halloween event too. Don't worry, bud. You ain't the only one. I'm sure you sure you bought in on that Destiny 2 Halloween event. <laughs> and World of Tanks. All right, there you go. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I was a sucker for that. I'm sure I'll get around for a Christmas event or whatever. But yep. Oh well. Either way, you got anything else you want to add before we close this one off? Nope. Everybody have a good week and uh, stay safe out there. Yeah, we'll do, and we'll post on the Facebook page. I, I do think that. We'll probably just postpone next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. And us, uh, because that that should make it to where Steve can be back too, which is another kind of reason of a yeah, pushing he's, back. Yeah, he's uh, his schedule has been hectic lately. So. I can't keep up with it for the life of me. I, um, I can't either, and I honestly I don't know how he is. So. He he talks to me like I should know his schedule, but he doesn't know my set schedule of days off. Yeah. They can't seem to figure out that I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. You just can't figure it out. Um, so if you're listening to it, Steady Steve, put this on your little whatever on the fridge because you're totally a boomer. You've got the boom, boomer energy. Put it on your whiteboard. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm off Sunday. Um, so <laughs> I know that's a funny tangent, but but uh, maybe, maybe this will make him remember it because I'm sure he'll get a laugh out of it too. Um, but Well, I've... I've worked two to ten Monday through Friday for I don't know eight years now. Yeah, a very long time. They still ask me. It, it'll be like one thirty. Oh, you you got to go into work today, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually here right now. Yeah. Gosh dang. So it's just funny. I mean, it, it is. They have their own schedules to keep up with. Oh so. no, I'm just mostly playing around. Oh, I know. Well. Steady Steve sometimes does have a slip of the memory. I think he's uh, getting a little bit old and senile. And truth be told, yeah, he forgot that he was he had the facade of acting like not a horror fan, even though we know yeah. and see through that and know that he truly is deep inside. 
He really um, and he, he let it slip through uh, with his house and his rating of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that and uh, we have a, an appointment Wednesday for him to go to the old folks' home, so. Uh-oh. Yep. Well, I was kind of hoping he'd listen up to this point. Now I'm not, because he shouldn't know about that. Uh, gosh dang it. No, we just want to make fun of him because he's not here and we miss him. Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know, it's not as fun making fun of him when he's not here, but he'll listen eventually and text us back with something very colorful. If he can figure out how to work his phone, anyway. True. True. <laughs> Hey, although he has been, his meme game has been on point here lately, though. Yeah. I got to be honest. He yeah. I, He's making me proud with the memes. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're definitely right on that one. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get off of here. Until uh, next time, we will talk to y'all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.